Good morning, everybody. This is Tuesday morning. Well, when you're listening to this, it'll be Tuesday morning. We're pre-recording so we can get Denise on in on a, an interview with me. But this is Chat with Chap, and I'm your host, Ginger Wade. And you will hear that I have congestion in my throat. I went on vacation, and it was a wonderful vacation. But at the end of vacation, my body rejected me. <laughs> so I'm coming out of not feeling so so great. And hoping that you can hear me, but this is an important message we have to share with you today. So I wanted to make sure that we got this recorded and got you guys interested in what is going on here. We're talking, this is like a, a catch up, like a follow up after episode 191, which was about making your library a better place. So if you haven't listened to that, you might want to go back and listen to that. And my friend Denise here, I know her because she reached out to me a few years ago, along with another friend, Bridget who um, helped me to get the CHAP Mentor Network started. So if you would like to know a little bit more about Denise, you can go check her out in episode 160, where I interview her and she just shares a little bit about her and her background, but she is back and here is why. Um, she loves her library and she went in there and found some stuff and has decided that, um, she needs to be proactive. And so here she is to share her message with that. And my hope here, everybody, is that you will hear that it is very possible for you to be active in your community in this very same way. So I love testimonials like this. I love having people on to share how they've been active in their communities and just talk about this stuff that, that's going on and give us courage to move forward. So Denise, just very briefly before we get into the nitty gritty of, of our content today, for those who didn't watch episode 160 or don't remember, tell us a little bit about, about who you are um, and why you're with me today. <laughs> okay, well, I'm Denise Ebersole. I live in Northeast PA, and I started homeschooling in the midst of COVID when they sent everyone home and gave uh, four and six-year-old email addresses, and I'm trying to check my email and their email and keep up with everything. I realized that there's some awesome stuff about having your children at home. And so I switched over to home education. I love it. And I definitely, I'm one who's in for the long haul. I'm definitely going to continue. Love everything about it. Love co-ops, love connecting with like-minded people. I am all in. And then at the same time, professionally, I'm a former school counselor and now I'm a professor who trains future school counselors to go out and work primarily in public schools, Christian schools, cyber schools, all different settings. So I have a little bit of public, private, um, homeschool, all different areas of interest. And I really wanted to support people in any setting they're in to just be as supportive as possible for children and adolescents and preparing them to be adults who love God and love others. That's really yeah. the primary purpose of everything that I do all day, every day. Yeah, that is wonderful. I love your unique position that it's, it's not a teaching position. It's a counseling position. It's just a little bit different. Um, I think have some really good opportunities for influencing people to maybe understand homeschoolers better. I don't know. I think that'd be really, really cool. So I just love that. I love that about your situation, you know, about where you're at. Um, okay, so situation. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's great. So, okay. So let's get to the library topic. We're talking about libraries um, and, you know, homeschoolers love libraries, right? My, my joke on the library thing was, um, that, that we fund the library because of our overdue fees. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> so, um, how do you feel about the importance of library accessibility to homeschooling? Like, 
is it really that big a deal or can we just like go find books somewhere else? Like, what do you think about that? Great question. I do think it's a big deal. Public libraries in our communities are phenomenal resources. The librarians, the staff, the volunteers are people who care deeply about reading, education, promoting learning. As Christians, we want to be lifelong learners and just, just growth mindset people who love learning all different topics. So the content is phenomenal. The importance of it, the accessibility, it's so important. We know that those who homeschool, there are all different levels of socioeconomic status, you know, presented. So, you know, whether people are struggling financially or have a lot or somewhere in between, the accessibility of the resources are so important. I'd say the creativity, the director, the staff, like book boxes and bags and additional musical instruments. I mean, there's so many things when I walk in, I'm just, I'm in awe of the number of things. I almost said interventions and counseling, I think interventions, the number of things they have available to help people. Um, and also classes. I mean, our library offers chess, journaling. Um, I mean, I'm just gardening classes, STEM classes, STEAM classes, fuse beat. I mean, it's just Legos. And what I love is it's intergenerational and it's across all people. So you'll have homeschool, public school, graduated. I've made friends in their seventies. I've made little friends in Lego class who are three, four, and five. I see people from high school that I haven't seen forever. It's just a place for gathering and community and that how many places can we say are like that that have that importance and that opportunity. So vitally important, especially for those of us who choose to uh, do home education. Yeah. Yeah. So it's of course a place that we need to have access to, right? We need, we need to get in there and uh, use those resources. So we walked over to the children's section and my children just wandered around having fun. And I just, kind of was curious about what books were available. So I'm looking at them and immediately my eyes were drawn to some words that were shocking to me. Um, a couple book titles that were on display or books that were on display had titles that were, um, I would say offensive, if yeah. nothing else. So I quickly looked around like, is there another adult in this place? You know, that funny meme where it's like, you realize you're the adult in the room. Like, <laughs> yeah. oh, it's me. So I quickly grabbed the, the books because I didn't want my children to see them. And I covered them up and I kind of held them sideways. And I said, Oh, I didn't say anything. My children said, mom, what are you doing? I said, oh, nothing. Um, I said, you know what? I'm just concerned about some of these books. I don't think they're appropriate for the children's section. And I just held them. And of course, my nine-year-old uh, little strategic engineer brain said, well, what are they? Well, what is the book? I mean, what, what's it about? And I said, can you just trust your mom? I, just, this is really important. Just trust mommy right now. I'd rather not share it with you. So I walked over to the staff member and I said, is there any chance the uh, director is available? By that point, my honestly, my blood was boiling. I was feeling like I'm fired up because I wasn't prepared. I just randomly stopped by the library that we love where we go all the time. And I wasn't expecting to quickly be in like, uh, hide books from yeah, my children. Yeah. So uh, the staff member was very nice, but she could tell what was like that I was not happy because I was kind of telling my kids, could you go off to the side? I had my kids stand off because I didn't want them to see the titles. And she said, oh, she was as friendly as could be. She said, I'm so sorry. I said, I just have a concern about some of the books that are here. Um, and I said them, I said, could you just kind of push those to the side? <laughs> but again, didn't want my children to see them. I'm trying to actively protect as a mom and dad should do. Um, and the, unfortunately the, the uh, director wasn't there at the time. And I was so discouraged because I wanted that chance just to share in the moment, hey, um, I have some concerns. I don't know about the appropriateness of these being in the children's section. Um, but that didn't happen. So I, I had to write my name down and phone number, which honestly I was shaking. If I could be so real, I was just, I was shaking because I was, I was upset. I was angry. I was shocked, 
shock is a funny thing how your body responds. Mm -hmm. So I drove away and the children are asking so many good questions. And I said, you know what? I don't want to tell you the names of the books, but I will tell you that I love you. I'm going to protect you. And I wish that someone else would have known not to put those in the little kiddos section. Not appropriate in my world. The librarian called an hour later. We had a very lengthy discussion, at least half an hour. And I just appreciated her time. I really appreciated she called quickly. She said, how can I help you? What concerns do you have? And it started out beautifully. Um, I don't know, I can't briefly mention here that I, like, I have degrees in counseling. I love people. I'm an extrovert. So usually conversations are very smooth. I love interacting with people. And even confrontation is not a problem for me. I, I genuinely believe that when you lean in and you talk about things that are uncomfortable, you could be closer afterwards. So mm-hmm. I, I had no concern like, oh, I'm just thinking I'll share my concerns. She'll listen. We'll have a good chat. Um, it didn't quite go that way, unfortunately. Um, she, she tried to be a good listener, but when I communicated my concern, she consistently said, I'm, I'm so confused what you're concerned about. Mm-hmm. Now, that would be hard to understand since I haven't said the names of the books, but if you could imagine, imagine the most recent like banned books list, um, like some inappropriate names. I don't even know if, if children listen, I'd rather not even say the names of the books, but just um, the things that were more mature and sexual content. Mm-hmm. not for seven and nine-year-olds and mm-hmm. she said oh I think it's just good character education and you know we want to teach all children all of these topics because not everybody is like you and not everybody chooses to homeschool so as I'm listening I said well it's my job as a parent I know to protect my children which I did in that moment and I know it's not your responsibility to parent but I do have concerns about any sexual content in a children or young adolescent section in the library um, we we did not have a good conversation. She just um, she d- just could not understand that perspective. And I said, well, what if we were to? And I did I did share that I was concerned about even in the adult section that many of the books feel like they're one sided. And I noticed that when I moved back home years ago, I walked into the library and it was like, it was like a sales pitch for one particular viewpoint yeah. or worldview. I want to pause and say I understand that we chose to homeschool. You know, everyone listening, most people listening. Um, I'm not saying that the Bible needs to promote necessarily, you know, a biblical worldview. It is a secular setting, just like public schools. And I, I understand that. So I, I basically just said at the very bare minimum, could we just agree that no sexual content should be in children's section? And it, it didn't go very well. Um, so I scheduled a follow-up meeting and my husband and I prayed about it ahead of time that we would have a good yeah. communication, a good connection. And that our goal was just to teach them what we thought and why because there was just disconnect. Um, So we had a follow-up meeting about a month later with the director and the board president. And we thought, okay, this will be very good. We'll just bring in and we'll share. Yeah, I like like your face. You already know where this is going. And it didn't go well once again. They immediately were defensive. They thought that we were, um, I I shouldn't put thoughts and feelings. They, They suggested that we were trying to book ban or get rid of books. And we said, no, 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 we're not. No, we're not asking you to get rid of them. No, please. So we kept trying. No, we're just asking you to move them to a different section. Yes. We're just saying, please move them to a different section. We understand you're serving everybody in the community. We just don't think the placement of any sexual content, no matter the agenda, should be right in the little kiddos. Um, I did learn a lot about libraries during that time. about funding, there's a lot to learn. And it's still kind of confusing, but like about library funding, who picks the books out, which books are automatically sent to libraries. Um, 
just a lot of things like that. And also the audience. And this is something I want to share with your audience. The audience that a book is written to is really the placement where the librarian will put it. So for example, if someone writes a book that we would perceive as inappropriate, but they wrote it for eight-year-olds or 12-year-olds, 100%. And that yeah. came out during a meeting where they thought wow. we were trying to book ban. They thought we were being closed-minded, that we didn't understand that there might be other part perspectives. And that was very troubling. We just kept trying. So to spare a very long story and lots of emotion, what I will say at the, at the conclusion was we were able to um, convince the library that there are more people like us who have concerns, even though those people aren't speaking up. And so that's one of the big takeaways. I hope everyone, anyone listening, please speak up. Don't just wait for your one friend who's going in to meet with a librarian. Put a gentle, kind Christian note <laughs> in the comment section saying, please consider, like, if, if we don't, if you don't speak up, they don't have, they don't have that feedback and they think everything's great. Currently, there's a book display in my library that a friend texted to me um, about banned books. And again, very inappropriate books, hypersexual content, among other things. I guess the Bible would be there. Charlotte's Web is there. Hunger Games. There's a lot of other books. But again, the concern is if you put books that you're promoting banned books in a location right inside the library, when children walk in, they're seeing words and big letters on books that are not for innocent eyes. Um, and again, so it's just, it's just this ongoing thing. And I, I guess I just say, pray for me, pray for your community that we can just rise up when we're concerned. Mm. Very discouraging. And I'm not trying to fight. I don't, I, I want what's best for our libraries, but really it's for the children. Um, so that's yeah. kind of a, a, an overview of kind of where we're at. And, yeah. <clears throat> I, you know, it's funny that when you said about if it's written to an eight-year-old, it's put where the eight-year-olds should be able to get it. And with that type of content, though, that's not eight-year-old content. If for some reason you're a parent who wants their child to know that, then I guess you are the one to pick it, not the child. You know, so put it in a, it sounds terrible, but putting in a, put it in a parenting section, not the children's section. So it's the adult that's making the decision not the child that's I mean that sounds awful I don't like saying that but you know what I mean like it's, it's not out there for the children to have easy access to because like you said they are innocent and then those who don't want that accessibility for our children it's not there then so I've heard a lot about people saying um well who am I to say that that book shouldn't be in the library what if those people want to teach that to their children okay well then they should buy it and read it in their homes. It, it should not, you know, it should not be accessible to the child. The parent should, you know, do it. You know, the parent should be the one who's who's doing it, not not the children. Um, so in that way, in that way, you could be working with the library staff instead of thinking, oh, this is a banned book and you totally shouldn't have it. You know what I mean? Like you would have their ear a little better. If I, I could jump in. Yeah. They didn't understand what I was requesting until I gave that almost an example along the lines of what you just said. I said, do you know how the DVD section has like G, PG, you know, more adult or R movies, how they're separated? That's simply what I'm asking for because in that way, I don't. I can say to the children, go ahead and go look through the G section. That's fine, go take a look. And they're not going to come across something like Texas Chainsaw Massacre or something. It won't be in that location. And I did share that as a suggestion. And she said, oh, well, that's a good idea. And I will say to encourage anyone who's, trying to advocate in this way 
after a lengthy meeting with the board director or with the director and the board president, they did finally, they did, they came to an agreement with us that even though they didn't agree with what we were saying, they did come to an agreement that they would make some changes. They agreed to create a brand new section, which is huge. This is a victory mm -hmm. for more mature is the terminology we're using with them, but to us, it's hypersexual, anything sexual, more mature content. So it's nonfiction section for the older, more mature content. And that was back in April. And they said that within six months, they would have a new section created. So I, that's a huge victory, yeah. huge victory. And that's why today when you asked if I do this, yes, because if any of you could go out to your libraries and share a concern, encourage your friends to share concerns kindly in a Christian way, yes. I can't, it's not been fun to do this. I'm not trying to make enemies. I'm trying to promote positive mental health for children and minimize damaging content. And it has not been fun, but that in itself is, it hasn't happened yet, but we're in that time frame of them working on it. So yes. to be encouraged yeah. for anyone to advocate. And, and, and you mentioned too before, like it's better when there's more. I mean, you, it doesn't mean you have to go in and have a meeting with them every week or have these big confrontations all the time. But if your librarian is aware that there are more people in your community that are concerned, and it's not just one crazy lady who has these crazy ideas, right? When there's more people who right. are feeling the same way, they're going to hear it. So don't be like, oh, Denise took care of it. I'm not going to go, you know, if you go to her library, oh, she took care of it. I'm like, go and say something too. Just make sure that she said it's in a, it's a Christian loving, I'm a concerned parent kind of a way. Um, because the more people realize that there's more people who feel the same way, the better it's going to be, the more, um, our viewpoint will be heard. So yeah, join together with others or go as a group or, or however you want to do it, but, but don't just rely on that one person, right. To be out there and be the single advocate. So we talked a little bit about what you talked about, what you did when you found it and how you approached the library staff. And obviously, um, it took some nerve, right? It, it took nerve to do that. Um, and you were shaking. I mean, I get like that too. When, when something's really important to me, I start to shake and my heart pounds and, oh. um, and that's how sometimes I know that what I'm doing is really important. Um, and really needs to be addressed. So it's, don't, don't think it's going to be like this easy thing. <laughs> um, so in, in, in discussing things with the library content about the, library content with your with the staff like were there ways that you prepared for that like if someone wanted to go discuss things with their library staff what would you suggest to them how would you suggest to them to prepare like what were the steps that you needed to do like either in contacting them or content you had prepared or in your head um to be able to share with them like how would someone prepare if you're someone listening and you care about this, I'd first say go into your library and open your eyes up and really pay attention to the culture, the climate of the library. What kind of books are you seeing? Is there a theme? Is it clearly one-sided? My educated guess would be yes, even in a rural community like where I live. Um, I've learned that they are there are certain books that they receive automatically, at least where I am, and then other books that they get to hand pick. And, and I'm not picking on our director or anything. She has the liberty to pick the additional books, but there are certain ones that they know are gonna be the, the, you know, the chart toppers that people really want. So 
pay attention, see what's out there. Um, learn about the process of your library. There's policies and procedures. So you could go on their website, which I've done, and just read who are the board members, what's their intent, what's their mission and vision. Um, and what I will find is it, it feels innocent and it appears innocent. They, they truly, our librarian with the most pure heart says, I want my library to be a place where everybody feels safe. So go in with the idea that they're not trying to, they're not trying, I don't know, I, I want to believe the best in people. And I really genuinely believe that during our interactions, part of our tension was because she wants people to feel safe and I want people to feel safe, but they look completely different. Different. So go in with an open, like a kind heart. And like, I was you know, trying to teach and not be defensive. Um, but once you, if you, there is concerning content, start, start to, I guess I, what I'd recommend is find out how you could share that in a kind of respectful way. Um, I would not blast that on Facebook or social media. I'm not going to pretend I haven't been tempted. I'm an extrovert. I know a lot of people. I know a lot of local mm -hmm. leaders. That's not the way to go about it. We privately, I privately talked with her. We privately had a follow-up meeting where we discussed our key points. And we did have success-ish <laughs> in, in those areas. And again, we have an audience of one. It's not about me getting my way. It's I'm trying to keep children safe and do what we are called to do as adults, protecting innocent the innocence of children. So Keeping all of that in mind, I would, like I said, research policies and procedures of your library. I'd even recommend going to the American Library Association. I've spent a long time on that website, and I'm not trying to pick, but um, there are things on there, like articles about how to fight censorship. So this morning, I was doing some reading, and it's like articles for librarians, how they can fight censorship. Well, this right here, and it's like looks like censors, like me, like as if I'm the person who's trying to censor, so the automatic response could be defensiveness. So if you go in and they perceive you as censorship, yeah. so it, it's, it's challenging, but I feel like the more informed you are, that's why we learn, right? You learn both sides, so you're prepared. Um, so mm -hmm. I would say, don't be intimidated, but just share kindly. If nothing else, if you feel like, oh, I can't do this, this, I'm too busy, I'm, too, I'm not that person, then write a sweet little love note, drop it in the box for comments saying, please have more Christian content. Please have more content for homeschool. Please, you know, be careful with what you post for children. But I would encourage you, ask your friends. I have texted many friends with screenshots of books, and I say, be kind to the library. Don't go after them. Please share your concern. But what continues to happen is they'll say to me, uh-oh, more books, uh-oh, and I'll get screenshots and pictures, but they're not going to share with the library themselves. So what happened is my most recent kindish email to the library, I got the response that you are the only complaint we've had on this book display. Yeah, and that's where I was saying it has to be more than just one person. They have to, the library staff has to understand that there's a community of people who feel the same way. So it's great that they make you, your friends make you aware of it, but it's important for the friends also to write the note and say, you know what, hey, I found this book, I don't feel good that it's in a place where my children can easily access it you know once that mature content section is up you can, can you please move this to the mature content section or whatever but yeah it's really important for them to realize that you're not the only right. one out there and I appreciate my friends the people who have done that very much because yeah, I'm like wow absolutely you're, you're aware that's it's like planting a seed so that's yes. wonderful but then when, yes. when the lady I genuinely believe that our director thinks that everything is fine because the, the just imagine in a secular world in 2023, those books are being borrowed. <laughs> that sounds grammatically incorrect, but people are borrowing the books in that section and people aren't complaining. So I'm like, hey, 
kind of, you know, concerned about the content. And she's like, listen, lady, <laughs> books You're are the only one. Yeah. Yeah. So I just want to encourage you, don't be discouraged because I got that email and I really felt discouraged. I felt like, yeah. okay, well, why am, why yeah. am I even bothering? But there is, there's a reason and it's worth yeah. it. So yeah, it is an uphill battle. And you know what? That's, that's another co concept that's important for us to remember just in general, what we do for the Lord. Success is up to him. He wants you to be faithful. Um, and one of the things we're faithful in is protecting and bringing up our children in the way they should go. We're faithful in that. And this is part of that, being faithful in that journey um, and not putting your children in a place where they're going to be exposed to things that are inappropriate. So um, success might not be that the librarian goes, oh, my goodness, I see what you're saying. We'll take these books down right now. <laughs> That's probably not going to happen. Um, Because like you said, you live in a rural place. We all think, oh, you know, rural places, they're not being touched by this stuff. But but they are. Like you said, there are certain books that are automatically being shipped because of the Library Association. And the Library Association is not where we are. They're, they're not in the same mindset. So you know those those books are going to be a little more questionable from our point of view, uh, a lot of them. Um, so yeah, it's it's so success is not necessarily going to be what you think success is. But being faithful and protecting our children is what God wants you to do. Yeah. Um, so that's a success when you move forward in that type of a way. So um, we did talk about why it's important to speak up, get involved in your local community in this way. Do, is there anything else you want to add to that? What you just said really prompted me. Um, I have several friends who say, hey, why fight the fight? Like, just get out of there. It's not a safe place. I've had so many people say that. And I'm like, that's a good point, but go back to your very first question. Should the library be in a place that's accessible to all people to, you know, so I want to encourage any of you who feel like you've tried after a certain point, if they don't voluntarily say, oh, good point. Thank you for sharing. Yes, we'll change it all. It's not a place with a biblical worldview. You know, it's just not. So here we are trying to live our lives. We are not of this world. It, it, we're not, it's, it's, there's so, they're two different things. So we have to decide and in an effort to protect your children, I would say just what you just said, if it's not a great place and they continue, there continues to be exposure, I have not taken my children back into the library since that time. Combination of reasons. One, it was summertime and we're outside. Normally it's during the academic year where we're really heavily in the library. I mean, I, I'm a frequent flyer. Excuse me. I, I was a frequent flyer and they, they, they knew us by name. They knew our children. So I said to her, like, my heart's in the right place. This is a place that we love. Um, but I just want to encourage you that if you're trying and it's not happening, I wouldn't say to continue to roll in there and just act like everything's fine. Um, I was just at a sporting event the other day and a mom said to me, oh, do you know about this book series? My son loves this book. Maybe your son would love it. I said, oh, cool. Tell me, what is it? Knowing in the back of my mind that we're not of this world. We don't watch TV or movies or the kind of things that people do mm -hmm. uh, that they enjoy. So I'm just listening. Like, oh, tell me about it. And she said, well, I, you know, I don't really like some of the content. It's not all appropriate, but at least he's reading and that's good enough for me as long as he's reading. And I just had a moment on the, and I'm driving home that night thinking, wow, what is my role as a parent? How different am I than the people I interact with? I will never fit in. And I'm fine with that. Are my children fine? Like, so another thing is to model for your children. There are places we choose not to go. There are things we don't want our eyes to see or ears to hear because we're not of this world. We don't want to be continually bombarded. So that's our job as parents. So I just, as we're advocating I just want to put it out there that if, if things don't change, it doesn't mean like, oh, well, I tried, it didn't work, Whoop, at least you're reading. That is not a belief that I have. I would just 
since we've been here with our children, we go into the book sale. We go into the fill a bag for $5 and I said, pick out every book you're interested. And then I skim through. And if they're good, I throw them. I always would rather support the library in that way, get rid of the books nobody wants because they're the books we want. You know, <laughs> our, our kids roll out with books on like, you know, learning about Amish schools and like learning <laughs> about history, like all these different things. So I just would say like, find a way that works to help your kids continue to learn. Um, and if, if changes, if protect them from being exposed to things like that is I guess my point. And that we all have to find our own unique ways of doing that. Yeah. Yeah. So like, pray about it, you know, ask God how he wants you to be active, you know, or if it's a different area, maybe not the library, maybe someone else or, or somewhere else, or maybe it is like you said, like you were saying to send a little love note, you know, maybe it's not necessarily having meetings, but just sending messages in. It's like, well, I found this. I'm not crazy about it, but Pray about it and God will definitely lead you in it. Um, so in all of what you've done and how you've reached out very patiently, um, had meetings, I know you and your husband went in and had this long discussion and phone calls and whatever. Um, do you think that's now, do you think you have an open door to go in and to have more conversations in the future? Do you think, do you think, um, they're more ready to listen or like, what do you think there? Do you think it's been a, a good thing that, I that, been, yeah. I think it's been a very good thing for us. It's okay. challenged us in our faith. It's forced us to dig in and really find out what do we stand for? What are we willing to speak up for? It's been good for us. Um, I think it's been good for them because I honestly, they seem surprised so I think they need to know that there are other people and the commitment that we want all of our people to feel safe and be safe, they're not hearing. Somehow Somehow, people haven't shared. So I think it's been good for everyone. I'm not going to pretend that we're friends now and I'm not going to pretend that it's gone well. I mean, honestly, in the meeting, at one point the board director put her hand up and was calling me, listen, dearie, stop. And like, it's not fun. It's not been easy, um, but I don't regret it. And there's no bad... Like I, I have remained a Christian. My husband and I both together, we laugh. We said it's almost like good cop, bad cop. But at the end of the day, we didn't say or do anything that we um, regret. It was more like we're just trying to advocate in a loving way. Um, yeah, I, I'm not, I guess I'm going to say I'll, I'll do whatever I can within the proper channels, not slamming them on Facebook, just starting slowly, trying to just plant the seed where we can and help them open their eyes to the concern. So I'd say kind of it's, I'm not going to say that they're excited to see my emails or see me coming, but they do listen. And we were, we got the outcome better than we would have expected. And yeah. I've learned about the library. We've, we've donated books, not like pat on the back, but donate books, everybody to your library, find books. They made comments. Of, don't want books from independent. They don't want, excuse me, our particular library didn't want to order from independent book distributors. They said, for some reason, it's too complicated. I said, good, you tell me, are there books you want, like from Brave Books or other places? Yeah. So we went out, I gave them a list of books, could we donate? And they only picked a few. So I would say, maybe you're maybe you're praying for your library. Maybe you're donating books. Maybe you're trying to build the bridge with your with everyone there and teach them. Um, maybe you're encouraging your friends to speak up. I mean, really, you want the library to be a place where everybody feels comfortable, including Christians and homeschool parents and children. So I would just say, it's all worth it. Hasn't been fun, but... I would still encourage anybody to just keep speaking up because I know I've planted the seed even in my friends' lives and they're more intentional now about what they do and not let their children read and see. So I know it's worth it. And I, I feel very strongly convicted that if something's on our hearts like this, that we should act on it. So yeah. 
Well, I think one of the big um, elements that you brought to it, though, is humility. Like you're not going in there, guns ablazing, you know, my way is the right way. Although, you know, we know it is, but, you know, and you better bend to me, right? Or it's the biblical way. I mean, it's the way, and I'm, that is the right way. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's one of the things our pastor has been teaching us too. When people don't have the same viewpoint as you, even within the church, you need to discuss it with each other. Ask questions. Find out why they came, um, where they came from, why they came to the conclusions that they came to. And when you come at it that way, like you're seeking to understand them or to be humble, um, people, I don't want to say the guard is down, but I guess the guard is down then, right? So they're more willing to listen. And I'm not saying you're going to end up on the same page. And like you said, you're not going to be best friends. But when you approach it from a state of humility and like, yeah, the, you know, right, right there, honey, or whatever it is she said to you, I'm, that would have driven me crazy. But, but um, when you respond with a um, meekness or humility, that is going to be much more effective than going in fighting and, you know, take these down. This isn't appropriate and all the yelling and stuff like that. That's not, that's just going to make everyone dig their heels in. More. So like you said, those love notes, those little notes, um, just if they, if, if, if you have someone who's a big advocate, who's in there and you can be like, Hey, you know, my friend spoke with you recently. I agree with her. You know, I'm on the same page as her. I have some concerns too, you know, join together, make sure that they, like I said before, make sure they know that there's more than just one person out there who's concerned about it. So, you know, in all of this, in your situation and talking with people or whatever, you know, is it unique? You think this is happening all over? Um, are, are other people should, if they're going to talk to their library staff, do you think um, they're going to have similar encounters? Do you think it's probably going to, what do you think? Like, yeah, I, I don't think it's unique to here at all. Um, okay. And especially after going on the, the website for the library association, okay. um, I, I would just recommend having them pray ahead of time, <laughs> pray for just, yeah. just calm and cool and collected and, and a Christian and all that you say and do or a light in the darkness. Yeah. Remember that you're coming at it from a biblical worldview um, and in a secular setting, they're just two totally different conversations. So just kind of yeah. keep that in mind. Um, there are many different groups out actively advocating some you know varying degree of aggression, I would say, um, because it's a hot topic. This is where mama bears come out. Like this, it's just like, there's so many topics that we're trying to protect children. So I would just say going into it, it's not unique. There are groups and things out there. I have not connected with any group yet. <laughs> I haven't even done that because I wanted to do it the right way, a conversation in private, kindly mm -hmm. expressing and communicating, and then bringing my husband in. Not that he's a heavy, but we both care deeply. And it was a more rounded discussion because the intent was to teach you why we feel this way. And then we did get a positive outcome where they committed to doing this. The continuation of what they're doing is grounded in the li in the library association. That's that's the goal. I mean, I can't expect them to promote biblical books. That's not the purpose of their association organization. They, that's not it. So I guess I would just say, um, I think if anything, because of the different movements, they made the, they made an assumption that we were coming out as book banners and book burners, and they they immediately even though I'm telling you, we prayed at our kitchen table before we went, we walked in and their first thought was about banning books. They just immediately assumed. And that that's not, that really, their defensiveness 
was challenging. So be prepared yeah. for defensiveness and work on your parenting skills. How do we de how do we de-escalate children? How do we de-escalate our friends and each other? Like, I'm a counselor. I think I would have been on point. God put me in that moment and I still was like, why is your hand in my face? <laughs> like, the, the defensiveness really I wasn't expecting. So I would just say expect that they're not going to hear you right away and just keep trying. An audience of one is always yeah. keep remembering. We're not trying to impress them. We're just trying to, to do the right thing. And yeah. And that, yeah. That's good. That's good advice. It is good, good, good. And everyone out there, I just, I cannot express enough how important it is for you to be active. And um, I mean, the library is one thing. A lot of you have been writing in now to talk about volunteering with CHAP. And that is awesome. Like, it's just so important for us to be involved, whether it's political, community, you know, with homeschool support, whatever it is, we need to be out there supporting others who are like-minded, you know, encouraging people um, to, to do the thing, to follow Jesus, to follow Christ in all of life, you know, supporting each other. Um, you know, it's uh, united we stand, divided we fall. I mean, it's very, very true. So as we join together and, and work together on things, it's just so important. And this is one of those things. And I love that you came on and shared your testimony. Um, I just love that. I, I just think it's so important for people to know that there are others out there doing these things. And if you've thought about it for a while, but you haven't done anything, here, here's some examples of what to do. And here's an experience. And, and Denise has so much information on um, how to prepare yourself. So I'm very grateful that you came on. Is there anything else that you want anyone to be aware of or know um, before they jump into something, maybe not even just the library thing, but, but anything in, in general, anything you want to share? I would just say, encourage one another. If you have people who are speaking up, whether it's politically at the public school, school board, anything, anything where you see Christians who are rising up and trying their best to get involved, to encourage them because it's not easy to do. Yeah. And just, if you're that person, ask for what you need, let your friends know, like just we really need to encourage one another. And, and then the last thing I'd probably conclude is, um, don't try to fit in. You won't. You never will. <laughs> supposed to. That's the whole point. It's okay to sit there, you know, even, you know, it's okay to sit there and be different than the world. We are different. So make sure you feel comfortable in yourself and who you are and also model that for your children, because whether it's a library and a movie, there are times I've had to get up and remove myself from situations I'm not a part of. I don't belong. Make sure you model that no matter what setting it is. Just be strong and courageous. Yeah. Awesome. <clears throat> awesome. All right, we made it through. Good <laughs> job. No hacking. That's awesome. You did it. Thank you. All right. So everybody, thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope you have taken courage in this message. Um, if you have any questions for me or for Denise, you can comment. You can write into us at Facebook in our inbox. You can write to staff at chaponline.com. Use our contact form, any of those ways. We would love to continue to help you out and support you in these ways. And if there's anything else you'd like us to talk about, please let me know. Um, I always try to have an interview a month and I always do question and answer day. So we are here to support you in all the things homeschool in the state of Pennsylvania and, um, and other states because I had a mom from Mississippi write in to me the other day. So it's really exciting. People are listening from all across the nation. So um, again, Denise, thank you so much for tuning in with us today. And um God really had his hand in this, in this interview. Um, and I'm just glad that we were able to make it happen. So 
parents out there, we will see you again next week and enjoy this week of uh, teaching your children to follow Christ in all of life. And um, I will see you next week, hopefully feeling a little bit better. All right. Bye-bye now. Hey, everybody. Well, there was a few things I wanted to share about um, public school libraries with you. I know Denise and I were talking about uh, public libraries where you were going into your community library and uh, discussing with them the content of books and how to handle that. But I also wanted to make you aware of some things that are going on with public school libraries. Now, I know there's some of you out there that are, are school board members as homeschoolers, which is wonderful because you know what? The kids who are in those public schools uh, are going to be the community members in our communities when they grow up. So it's just as important with their learning and how they're growing as how our children are learning and growing. So it is right for us to be involved in school boards and things like that. So when we're talking about public school libraries, uh, there's a woman who is really working hard to make it aware, make people aware of what is in the public school libraries. Her name is Karen England. She has been in the Heidi St. John show a number of times. Recently, her episode was called Porn in the Schools. You can help remove it. Uh, she has a website called The Kitchen Table Activist. That's all one word, thekitchentableactivist.com, where um, she teaches people how to be activists, how to get out there and do stuff literally from their kitchen table. Like, uh, it can be, you don't have to have tons of time and special boardrooms and whatever to do these things and to be involved in your community. She helps you get off your feet, get onto your feet, get off your chair, uh, and be helping out there in your community. So check out thekitchentableactivist.com. She also has a sister site called takebacktheclassroom.com. And um, that is specifically to remove porn from the schools. And we're talking about the content of these books that are there. It is. It's, you don't want it there. There should not be children being exposed to the things that are in these books. So kitchentableactivist.com um, gets you started with how to do things. And then the takebacktheclassroom.com lists the books that are in school districts, and she wants to list the entire nation. And guess what? Pennsylvania is listed already. There are, I think, around six school districts that are listed out there already, and the content of the books in the schools in those school districts. So if you are um, on the school board, or even if you're not, and you you can want to go in and get some a listing of the books and share it with her organization so it can be out there so parents know what is in the public school libraries um, that would be great to get involved with. That would be great to get involved with. I'm telling you, go find the episode with Heidi St. John <clears throat> off the bench where she talks with Karen England about this. It just happened this week. Um, she's had a number of them in the past. Very thorough, very good information and very important information for us to know as parents and community members who want our communities to thrive in the future. So hopefully that helps you. So not only can we, we, we be working with our public libraries, we can also be helping parents be aware of what's in the public school libraries. Okay, thank you for joining. Uh, we will see you again next Tuesday. I'm very glad that you uh, listened and hopefully you'll get involved and help your community. Take care and we'll see you next week. Bye.